by content marketing, it's likely to include hashtags. I know they can still help us make an impact. I know that platforms still use them to help us get our content content in front of our audience. And while we all need to think about the images we use and the captions we're making and making sure that our content is really captivating, hashtags can give us that extra icing on the cake when it comes to reach and discovering new audiences. It used to be that we could use 30 hashtags per post on Instagram, for example, but now it's far less. So it's become so important to make every single hashtag count. My name is Rachel Claver and I'm the host of Confident Content. This is your podcast to help explain and train you in all things content marketing so you can act with confidence. I'm a content marketing coach and a marketing strategist who's worked with over a thousand small business owners on their marketing. I'm a small business owner too, so I know the juggle of trying to work out how to keep up with all this stuff, create the content, and still have time to actually run our businesses. I am so excited to get some extra help with hashtags this week with Matthew Pierce from Slay.so, who is my very favorite hashtag expert worldwide. Honestly, he's amazing. Matthew's here to help us unpick and uncomplicate exactly what we need to do and think about when we are thinking about selecting our hashtags. He's a developer, marketer, and the co-founder of Instagram marketing platform Slay.so. It was previously known as Hashtag Slayer, and if you were listening to my podcast back in the day on Method Marketing, there's a really cool episode with him talking about Hashtag Slayer on there, and that might be still really relevant to have a listen to, but it's got some little really good little nuggets in there. He's built that and grown that with his wife, Danica. The husband and wife team have been helping influencers and entrepreneurs take the stress out of Instagram hashtags since 2021, and they've recently expanded their platform to help creators tackle content creation and social strategy too. And they're really getting into AI, which is super exciting. I love their dedication to keep things practical, how they've moved with the shifting changes of how hashtags are being used. And I know they're fully up to date with the latest hashtag research use and how to use Instagram best. So let's all reduce our hashtag anxiety. Listen in and learn and let's get those hashtags humming uh, Matthew, welcome to the show. It's so lovely to have you here again. Rachel, thanks so much for having me. I love this because we've now done like a couple of lives on Instagram. I had, you know, I had you on the previous podcast and it's so good to have you here. Do you want, I know I did like a little brief introduction, but I won't have covered like anything that's probably really important for you. Do you want to just give us a little bit of background to what, about what Slay.so really does and where it stands out in the marketplace for people? Sure. Yeah. I thought you gave a fantastic intro. Um, uh, my name is Matthew Pierce. Oh, cool. Uh, Let's well, you use your bio. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I can I can add a little bit more background. So Slay.so, it started as Hashtag Slayer, and my wife, Danique, and I kind of founded this a few years ago now, almost a few years ago. And it started just to help coaches specifically kind of optimize their mm-hmm. hashtags on Instagram. And then we have really expanded to help all sorts of different small businesses and entrepreneurs and go beyond hashtags as well. But I think where we've really been trying to strike that balance and where we differentiate ourselves from other tools on the market is that we really want it to be simple on the front end for our users. Mm -hmm. We want you to be able to go in there and feel confident that you're getting good hashtag strategy without getting bogged down in like database tables and spreadsheets and and lots of uh, charts of different hashtag metrics and stuff, mm. which is what a lot of the, these tools do. So there's often either tools that are very fluffy and really don't actually optimize anything. And then there's tools that like are great 
if you're working full-time in a marketing agency and this is all you do. Whereas yeah. we try to use those that power of all that data, but you as a business owner, you as a marketer, most times you don't need to worry about that. So we, we try and clean things up on the front end and make it really easy for you to get your toes in. I think this is great because I do find that there's it is really difficult for solopreneurs and small business owners. A lot of the tools that are out there, they're great tools are made for these huge companies. Like I'll often see someone on LinkedIn going, oh, we use this. And I'm going, oh, that looks great. And then I look at it and it's like 400 US a month. And I'm like, honestly, for what it's going to do for me, it's not a justifiable expense. And I really believe in paying for tools. Like I really believe that that's really useful. But they still have to be ones that are really easy to use, that you don't need a marketing degree to understand how to use them. And that they are fairly intuitive and easy, but do the job for a good value of money, really, isn't it? Is that, is that kind of sweet spot? Yeah, that's exactly it. We we want to give you as much power as we can, but without you having to you know, lose your whole day digging through hashtags or, or yeah. worrying about a massive expense. And while we're there, we will um, stop the ad for um, firstly, so in a second, guys. But it's interesting because this is obviously where Matthew gets all of his information, but how much does it cost a month uh, starting at? Sure thing. Yeah, it starts at just $9 US per month, and then it's $7 per month. Yeah, so it's not a high cost yeah, thing not at all. At all. No, it's, we just yeah. charge based on how yeah. many Instagram accounts you connect, and so it's cheaper as you add more. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, and luckily, I only have two. Um, my goal is to get my other Instagram account pumping next year. That's that's my, you know, like I think that one of the things I find with small business owners is that I don't understand how people can spread themselves really thin with all the different things they're doing. Like I'd love to have an Instagram podcast, an Instagram account just for my podcast, but you need a whole strategy in place and you need to have everything done and it's it's more work, you know, like if you're going to do it well. And I think I don't understand how people have time to do that and still run their business. <laughs> so I always have a lot of sympathy with people when they're like, I feel like I'm drowning, which is why tools are so important because they help speed that up, of course, as well. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about hashtags. So um, I think even when we first talked a few years ago with Mapit Marketing, at that stage we were still, I think maybe people were starting to go then, oh, maybe not 30, maybe moving to 15. Um, and it used to be, didn't it, that with with Instagram that you could do up to 30 hashtags. And you still can. Yeah. Yeah. You... But people aren't recommended to do that much. Is that right now? Yeah. So it's kind of this tricky balance where it seems as though every you know three to six months, there's a new special number of hashtags you're supposed to use. Wow. And yeah, it's, you know, I've heard 11, I've heard 12, I've heard 15, I've heard three, I've heard five. Um, I've heard five, like it's just ridiculous. I've heard three, five, eight, 15, 11, all those numbers as well. I just gave up and I, it was like, it's too hard to keep up. Yeah. So, so I, I actually, I use this reference on, on some of my, my customers and our audience. And I realized that, oh no, I'm only 29 and I'm starting to date myself because I, <laughs> I, to believe me, it gets me 52. I, I'm certain, uh, I made a reference to like the original Matrix movie and I was like, you have to realize that there is no spoon yeah. um, in that yeah. over the last year or so, we've received comments uh, and messaging from either Adam Masseri, the CEO of Instagram or the Instagram creators account. And a couple of those messages have been one, they recommended using three to five hashtags and that was from Instagram creators. Mm. And then two, Adam Masseri said on one of his Instagram stories, I wouldn't think of hashtags as a way to get more views 
And this freaked Literally. people out. Uh, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, That's no. what hashtags are for. That's what we've always used them for. And, and this is the exact problem. So I look at Instagram as like a library or a public library, but they've been around for about 10 years, longer than that now. Um, and instead of having their own Dewey Decimal System or categorization, uh, they just let the public organize everything. Right. And that got into a huge mess because the public didn't know that they were organizing the library. The public thought, I throw hashtags on to get views. And so yeah, what Instagram okay. has been trying to do over the last year or so is try and reframe people's thinking of hashtags. It's kind of like there is no spoon. If you want to get views with your hashtags, you have to stop thinking of them as a way to get views and rather think about mm. how can I accurately categorize and label my content. Okay, so if we put this in a specific area with another area of marketing, which would be SEO, I guess one of the things I'm thinking when you say that is instead of seeing it as I need to get more views, you're trying to put it in a filing cabinet of all the other content that is like that so that Instagram knows that if people are looking for that. So say if I was talking about plants, for example, that if I use hashtags that other people looking for plants would look for, then my stuff would be put in that category. It's still going to be ranked in terms of how good the quality of the content is, what the image is, and whether the rest of my content seems to fit that content like it won't be an outlier but that hashtag is another part of the puzzle for instagram to go i'm going to put you in the plant file is that right that's a great way to look at it and and using that kind of seo comparison if we look at google 20 years ago people could get to the top of google yeah. by having a bunch of very tiny text in white on a white background yeah. at the bottom of their page with every keyword yeah. they could Make ever way. imagine and so this is this is something that Google then had to deal with. And then they had to look at the quality and the relevance of those keywords on the page, much more so than just, okay, these keywords are here. And that's exactly the same thing that's happening mm -hmm. with Instagram now. So it's it's not so much about just throw everything you can think of. It's really about quality over quantity. And I really like that because I guess that's why they're saying doing this. And I would also like to just pick up on that, that creator account thing. So I have a bit of a thing about creator accounts because quite often creator accounts are advising strategy that works really well for really large accounts so I have you know I know I think you've got around 13k so you've got a lot more than me but I've got 1700 followers if I went and took all the advice from the people that had 50 or 100k or more followers my my content would bomb because they are using strategies that work really well in a well-defined niche where they're already known for stuff, they've already got a really big following, and that content or that strategy doesn't always work for someone with a lot of a smaller following. Would, that, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. And, and I also have heard a lot of larger influencers with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers, say, I don't use hashtags yeah. anymore, and neither should you. They don't need them. I, well... Yeah. yeah, they can get good reach without them because of Instagram's keyword yeah. search. But keyword search only yeah. shows you the absolute top content for the most general and generic of search terms. And so mm. if you're not in that specific space, keyword search isn't necessarily going to help you. Whereas hashtags can be much more mm. targeted 
and they can also have much more well-defined niches. So it can be more special interest groups or specialty topics rather than these large generic mm -hmm. keywords. I always think it's a little bit like, you know, when wealthy people are giving people with low money advice, they're like, I'll just save money by buying things in bulk. And you're like, I've been that poor person, <laughs> you know? And it's like, where does the money for buying in bulk come from? Like, it's just like when you have, like, if you're stuck in a, a particular circle, you can't even imagine what it's like back then. And when they were there back then, even then it, the algorithm was different because the algorithm's shifting and changing all the time. So you, you kind of lose touch with, I guess, the new way of doing things. And it's even with, it's, honestly, we're getting a range. I'm going to stop in a minute. But even with those creators, if they start a new account, they are automatically benefited from the fact that Instagram already knows they have this massive account. And as soon as anyone finds out they have that account, they get a, a huge rush of other people coming to it. So they never really get that real feeling of start from scratch, start from blank, what it actually feels like to have no following, no build up and trying to build up and get noticed, I think, as well. Yeah, that's true. The only way you could really experience that again for yourself is to go completely anonymous. You'd have to create a new Facebook account, yeah. have that linked, and then, you know, use a new phone and just, you know, really try and yeah, cover all like trades. Yeah, like a totally different SIM card, <laughs> not, not search out your stuff. Yeah, like it's just, so like it is a really hard thing. So I, I do think that it's really important when we're looking at small business owners, you need to be looking at advice that is really relevant to small business owners and smaller creators as opposed to looking at those big accounts. I got really lost in 2021 and overwhelmed, I think, for a long time. It really turned me off Instagram for a while because I was watching a lot of that stuff and applying it going, why is it not working? And it wasn't until I stepped back and went, hang on a minute, my goal is to get customers. It's not to get a following. That things really started to shift and change for me. Yeah, I completely agree. You've got to... Uh... You got to find advice that's suited for where you're at. And a lot of the time, yeah. all you're looking at is this, a lot of the free information out there from these big accounts just isn't going to be tailored to you. So having someone who actually yeah. understands your space is going to make a huge difference. Absolutely. So, so talk to me a little bit about um, what the hashtag expectations are on Instagram. You said we can still use up to 30. What do you still, what do you tend to recommend now? So I don't recommend any specific number. Sometimes I have seen that less hashtags can work a bit better for reels specifically. However, when it comes to saying, oh, should you use three or five or 11 or 12 or 30? My answer is really is as many hashtags as are relevant. And so mm. those hashtags should be relevant to your posts. They should be relevant to the audience you're trying to reach. And they should describe the business or industry that you're in as well. Big caveat to all of that, though. Uh, one of the key pieces that Instagram is looking at to determine relevancy is your Instagram post caption. So when it comes to having a hashtag strategy in 2023 or 2024, if you're reading this uh, or listening to this in the next year, what you really need to consider is having those keywords really tightly link in with your hashtags. And so this is a big reason that I think mm. longer captions can actually really help your, your hashtags because you have a chance to fit in more targeted keywords. Again, keywords for your audience, keywords for your business, and keywords for the topic, which is probably a service or something mm. related to the services that you provide. When you fit those in and sprinkle them throughout your caption, and then you select hashtags that 
echo those same keywords, that's when we tend to see the best results. Actually, I had a had a customer come to me recently and say, hey, uh, I have in these three posts, one of them did really well, two of them did not. Why? And this is kind of yeah. the same answer I came to. Is I actually took her posts. I said, okay, let's look. I'm going to take your caption. I'm going to take your hashtags. I'm going to throw them into mm. ChatGPT. And I said, ChatGPT, um, for this caption and hashtags, please highlight whichever keywords are most related to the hashtags. And the post that did well had like a dozen of them highlighted uh, keywords in her caption. The posts that didn't do well. I love that you're using ChatGPT for this. This is great. (laughs) It's it's such a simple thing. I love that idea though. It's such a good way to sift through information. And I've never thought about even, like I guess you could even with ChatGPT, you could say, here's my information, what keywords what kind of keywords would you identify from this as well? Like as a self-check would be quite a good way of doing that. Exactly, because this is the same kind of, obviously Instagram isn't using ChatGPT specifically, but they're using the same kind of large language models to understand what the keywords are in your caption. So if you're wanting to check for yourself, you should totally just throw your caption into into a system like this and ask it, what are the keywords you're picking up on? This will help guide you in your hashtag Mm -hmm. strategy as well. Because one of the things that people do get confused with, with with keywords is, so say if the keyword was, I don't know, rural engineering, which for a start, let's just talk about that. It's a phrase. So often when we say keywords, we're not just saying one word, we're putting them together. Because I think right from the beginning, that's the thing that people get stuck with. But if we did rural engineering, related keywords help build that. So you could have country in there. You could have other words that, I don't know, soldering or something like that other words that build that word and build the strength of it so people often get confused with this as they think they think this keyword means that you'd have to keyword stuff rural engineering like five times in that post to make it really zing with that thing and that's not what we're talking about when we talk about keywords in a a caption are we no you nailed it so we're we're looking at just natural language that would show that these words are connected to the same thought or idea so obviously with slate.so's instagram account we're talking about social media marketing. So I might say like, hey, social media marketers, what's up with your content strategy? Have you been Mm -hmm. struggling with your social media marketing today? Uh, Here are some tips for writing your captions and some copywriting formulas you could use. Like all of these keywords are connected to one another and they're also keywords that people would be searching. I think that's a good way to think of it rather than like finding one keyword Mm -hmm. and repeating it over and over. And yeah, I will reiterate, keywords really is like key terms key phrases uh you have short tail keywords and long tail keywords to borrow another another phrase from from seo so long tail would just mean it's a longer keyword meaning it might be a combination of words it might be rural engineering new zealand uh rather than rural engineering and the longer it is the smaller the group is like it's basically going here's this huge group world group of people i'm going to make it smaller by using the word engineer I'm going to make it smaller by making it real engineers. Then I'm going to make it even smaller to make it real uh, real engineers in, in New Zealand. And I can make it even smaller and make it real engineers Canterbury or something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm Renee, who's, whose podcast came out today. We're recording this week before this comes out. 
she's a I, I was I took that idea by the way because I was looking her show notes were underneath yours and I was like oh real engineer I could talk about that so sorry Renee I'm using you as, a, as an idea but I think that that is like if people can understand that SEO thing it helps understand hashtags because hashtags are connected to SEO yeah that's exactly it uh, hashtags are your keywords keywords are SEO yeah it's it's all one piece of the same pie and I think one of the things that I was really interested in talking to you about this is if we were talking, because I've seen some really cool um, posts, like you did one, I think it was in August, maybe or September, maybe, no, August or September, but you did like hashtags that are great for this month and they were all autumn related ones because obviously you're in Canada, so it's the other side. And so and so that you're in Canada, aren't you? I suddenly had a stroke of like fear. <laughs> yes, I'm in Canada. I was like, I'm almost definitely sure that you're in Canada. Um, but there's that side. And obviously we're meant to be in spring, but it's still freaking me cold here. So that's not so true. Um, but but so, th- so those would be ones that you could use that kind of move through and make that kind of like seasonal thing. When you're doing hashtags, it's not just the content we always focus on, is it? Like there's the content in there, but are there other types of hashtags that we have to think about to really direct our content in front of the right people? Yeah, so I think... Touching on the seasonality is a good thing. Um, the reason that we suggest seasonal hashtags is one, to have you think about ways that you could maybe shift up your content a little bit. I, I know as small business owners, we might not always have time, but it is a way that you could kind of reframe what you're always talking about to make it a little more relevant to the current season. Maybe, I don't know, if we're getting into Halloween coming up, you could talk about some spooky things people do in your industry that are just no good. Uh, it's, it can be as simple as that kind of a shift. And then when you're able to bring in hashtags that are related to that, the nice thing about this is with Instagram, there's no such thing as like trending hashtags of the day like there are on on Twitter, for example. However, you know that people are going to be looking up hashtags related to the season, related to special dates or holidays that are coming up. So those hashtags are going to be getting more views at that time. So it can be a way to increase your impressions and reach some new people. Now, Besides having hashtags that talk about the topic or what's in your actual post, I think the number one type of hashtag that people forget about, and it pains me so much how much we see this, is that someone will come to us and say, hey, I'm using a hashtag strategy. My hashtags, they seem to be getting me some views, but everyone who engages with my post, everyone who sees my post is just one of my competitors or one of my industry peers. And this is because people forget to really target in on hashtags that describe their audience. Um, so I'll give a quick example is I, I use this example all the time. So Carrie, if you're listening to this, thank you again. Uh, Carrie is one of our customers and she's an equestrian marketing coach. And yeah, so she's sharing advice for Instagram marketing, but she wants to specifically work with businesses in the equestrian space. Now, at first she was uh, just, you know, having very general Instagram marketing content and using general Instagram marketing hashtags. And this was getting her some results, but again, not in front of the people she wanted to be seen by. So then she started to use hashtags that really targeted equestrians. And this started to get her seen, but she wasn't getting that engagement. And the trick is, is you have to decide who is this target audience I'm speaking to? What hashtags are they using that I can use as well, that I can kind of fit into? 
but can I make this content actually speak directly to them? So in Carrie's instance, she couldn't just say, here's 15 real ideas, um, and then use a bunch of equestrian hashtags. She'd have to say like, here's 15 equestrian real ideas for your business. And now, now she's showing up where her audience is because she's using those right hashtags. And she's ensuring that it's obvious on a single swipe on that very first glance that this content is relevant to her audience. So you need to speak directly to them, have those keywords in the content, in the caption, and then use those hashtags. So get it all to work together. And that's when you start to actually get seen by the people that matter most. So I, I really used to really struggle with this. Um, and I have found being on TikTok has helped me work through this quite a lot. Um, because I've got two TikTok accounts, excuse me, <clears throat> and one of them is for my marketing. And I, I don't like being stuck in a niche. And the you kind of had to be in a niche on Instagram and TikTok to kind of really get that drive through. But I had another account on TikTok and I was stuck in a niche. And what I discovered was hashtags and staying on track helps you if you tap into an existing community that's already vibrant. That's where you get the growth. And what I really liked about this is quite a lot of the different providers say like in marketing is one of their growth op growth um, plans is that you go and comment on other people in your industry's posts and then hopefully you'll get growth. But what I find from that is you just get growth from other marketers. And like if I comment on marketing posts, what I want is business owners. And I actually want a particular type of business owners. And even if you're saying that, I was like, it's funny, isn't it? Because when if I look back on it, the things that give me the best engagement and the best reach are actually when I've used my ADHD or I've talked about being midlife or things like that that actually reflect a lot of my clients as well. And that's me tapping into the SEO power of a hashtag and content in an already engaged community with my clients who are in that space and I'm not necessarily using hashtags just about marketing. That's what we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. So... You're, you're finding a way to tap into their interests and you're not just, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it goes back to like Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people. Like some, yeah. some of the most basic networking advice applies to all marketing, which is that everyone cares about themselves. You know, like no one wants to, yes. no one wants to go to dinner and, and go on a date with the guy who just spends the whole night talking about himself. You want to go on a date with the guy who's asking you questions and shows that he understands yes. you and relates to you. So it's it's the exact same thing in your content. And then you just reflect that back into your hashtag strategy as well. Oh, I really, so that's like been a, because I, I, I can do that on TikTok and I don't think I like made the assumption I could do it on Instagram. It's, it's, I do have a block with Instagram, which is why these are really good for me because it's a little bit of a, it's a capsuling session for me. Um, so in terms of hashtags, is there a range of different type of hashtags that work best or is it best to just go, I'm going to do it via just my topic or I'm just going to do location or is, is it good to have a spread across different types? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I try to really have a pretty even split uh, between hashtags that describe my business or industry, my audience, and the topic I'm talking about. Now, I will say audience okay. can be broken down a bit as well. It might not necessarily be purely, uh, so using the, the equestrian marketing example again, it might not just be equestrians. It could also be, so Carrie's also in Canada. So it could be that, you know, mm -hmm. it could be Canadian business owners. It could be people in yeah. the Toronto area or Ontario. 
and you can mm. use these geographic hashtags as well. Um, I've seen this as well with with my business partner for for this other product of ours, uh, Real Vision. Uh, Daniela, she she has a online marketing program, and she yeah. just gets customers from all over the world, international customers. However, she always uses hashtags that relate to the Detroit, Michigan, and and the surrounding areas because that's where she lives. And frankly, yeah. people want to meet people who are doing these kinds of things from where they live. It's it's just one more way yeah. that you can connect with them. So just like you saying, hey, here's where I can show that I understand you as someone who's midlife and, and talking about this, you can do the exact mm-hmm. same thing with your geographic location. So I think that's another yeah. piece. Yeah, and you could come by. You could go, I'm going to do a location. I've related to the fact that maybe like a Kiwi with this sort of thing with ADHD or something like that. And I could do ADHD... New Zealand and something else. And would you put a hashtag about what you do as part of it? Would you put like, if I have content marketing coach, would you have those in your hashtags or do you think they're not necessarily needed to have those kind of positional ones in there? Like, yeah, I think content marketing coach would be a good hashtag to include as well. So that would be hashtags that describe your business or industry. Um, Yeah. So you might have stylist or, you know, or you might have, um, equestrian supplier or photographer and then you might i've got a client who's an equestrian photographer actually so she could do horse photography and photography and they're both going to kind of help put it in a space in a catalog essentially she's got like the big the big file of photography and then she's got the smaller file of horse photography in yeah that's exactly it you're just getting a little more targeted with each each kind of longer tail option but you you absolutely should use a good mix of those i think I think what people miss on is they get so hung up on the number of hashtags to use and you know yeah. they forget about using hashtags that describe their audience uh, as we discussed. But what what they also need to look at is once we get into what we do at Slate.so is like hashtag optimization. And a big yeah. part of that is starting to get like really nerdy and talk about the math behind selecting different hashtags. So Oh, I love the math that you do. I remember it from the last time because you talk about things like, when was it last used? Because if someone, if you're using a hashtag that wasn't used, uh, hasn't been used for nine months or hasn't been, you know, like there's no index of it. So no one's going to be searching for it or, so that's a part of it, isn't it? Yeah. So I think we're getting onto like dead hashtags, which when we're talking about like these niches and being very targeted, dead hashtags can be very strategic. So first I'll define my term. A dead hashtag is one where we look at the top nine posts and all of those nine posts are older than at least a month. This tells us that no new Mm. posts are actually breaking that threshold and hitting the top of the hashtag. Now, this Mm. indicates that the hashtag may not be getting as much engagement as it once did. And this can be a pitfall or it can be a, a huge opportunity depending on if you notice it or not. So if you're not paying attention to this kind of stuff, hashtags can be can be dangerous because you could just decide I'm going to get really targeted with my hashtags I'm going to be very specific and you could be too specific and you end up using nothing but dead hashtags uh, they're super targeted to the point where they're not really that engaged with anymore um, however if you were to maybe pick one of your hashtags and choose that and that'll be your dead hashtag you're say you're using 30 hashtags now you have 29 hashtags that aren't dead they're getting more typical engagement that you would expect that engagement is going to help springboard you to the top of that dead hashtag now 
we know this dead hash tag is not moving around as much and these top posts aren't shuffling there uh, as frequently, sometimes not for months at a time, six months, or even a year. So this is great because it's not going to get you a bunch of engagement, likes, and views today. But as a small business owner, you're just trying to show up where your customers are looking. So it could bring you customers six months from now because someone's going to look up that hashtag and your post is still working for you there. Whereas on most of Instagram, I it's gone within hours. This is kind of this is kind of like when you're looking at keywords for Google and people are going, I need this one because it's got 720 view uh, searches a month. And I'm like, go for the 30 searches a month. Because if you're, it's a low competition, no one else is targeting it. And if you're the one, only one ranking in that one, you're going to get all the searches. Like, you know, like, so I feel like this is a great, like, of course, you're still going to go for the 720 or the 1500 searches a month. But what you're saying is, is that if you are still using other ones that are going to get that engagement up, it's going to help push yourself to the top of this lower one. And then you become the star of this dead hashtag. Oh, and it works in reverse as well. So I like that you said we still want to go for the one with 720 because this is what we're talking about when yeah. we say optimizing your hashtags is, you know, we want your hashtags to be able to help one another and have a snowball effect. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, choose yeah. those hashtags that are less competitive. And by less competitive, they're typically going to be more targeted. They're going to be a longer phrase. And yeah. they're also going to be ones where maybe the top posts have engagement levels that are lower. So less likes and comments. Now, these are going to be some less competitive hashtags. If we're going with 30 hashtags, let's say we want 10 hashtags from the bottom of the pile in the competition, 10 from the middle and 10 from the top. We'll just keep things simple. And those 10 yeah. from the bottom, it's really like a low risk, low reward scenario where, yeah, if you, you're, yeah. you're likely to get to the top if you have some decent engagement, but you're not going to get that much engagement from it. That's fine though, mm -hmm. because if you get that engagement, you get to the top, it's going to increase your engagement which now gives you a chance at ranking on these more mid-sized, more middle-of-the-road uh, hashtags. And then it snowballs. So if you can get to the top of one of those, you get increased engagement again, and that's how you rank on the top of these large hashtags, even as a small account. So it's not about only picking the most targeted hashtags or only picking yeah, the most yeah, gen yeah. general ones, but you want a little bit of both so you give yourself a chance to let your hashtags work with you on one another. And should you use the same hash? Like I'm thinking about like if I was looking at a website, you know, you're not meant to use a core keyword or a specific long tail a keyword phrase on more than one well, more than one page because essentially then you're competing against them. Is this the same way that hashtags work on Instagram? Like if you're using the same thirty, exact like you could if you're using exactly the same thirty on every post, surely you'd start just competing with yourself as well. Should there be slight changes for your posts? Yeah, that's interesting to think about because the lifespan of an Instagram post is much much shorter than a website page, for example. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so the competition isn't going to be quite the same. However, I do still recommend switching out your hashtags. You don't want to be using the exact same mm -hmm. hashtags on every single post. And there's a few reasons for that. Um, one is, frankly, I just don't think it's the most empathetic option. So for, no. for example, what I mean by that is like, I know personally, we've, I think we've tracked currently about two and a half million hashtags, uh, different hashtags wow. that you can use is what our database has. And you're going to pick 30 and just stick with those 30. Uh, you're not, if you're doing that, you're not really considering how else your customers and your audience might be searching Instagram. So there, there could be other phrases that you're missing out on. 
because you're just sticking to the ones mm. that you would personally search. So I think that's a missed opportunity. And then secondly, when you're using the same hashtags on every post, we're now getting to the problem that we started talking about at the very beginning of this is you're forgetting about hashtag relevancy. So those hashtags okay. are no longer likely to be as relevant as possible to that specific post because you're just applying them to every post. And so if that was the case, I would maybe maybe you start with 30 every time and you try and whittle it down to the 10 most relevant ones. If we we're going to do this manually in your in your notes app, for example. Yeah, because I was going to ask that. So we're obviously in a minute, I'm going to ask you like um, how people can kind of use your tool to help with this. But if people were doing this manually, I'm figuring the way they do this is there's a lot of manual stuff we've got to do. We've got to go and um, look at, do some like type in some hashtags and see what's ranking there. Physically for every hashtag, we've got to go and do that to see when the last one was posted. Like that takes a lot of time. You'd need to go and look at people that are similar in your field and what they're doing and what their their ones are. Like I use Metrical and I know with Metrical I can have five competitors, which I use like quite big people from around the, around the world that I like. And I can go and see what they're getting and what hashtags are using and I could do that. But that takes time. I could um, get ChatGPT to suggest them for me, but they haven't, they don't get new stuff since 2021. So anything they suggest may not have, it doesn't have rankings in them. So I'd have to then go manually check them on Instagram and, and check that out. So, you know, like, you know, like, have I missed another way that you can do that if you were doing it manually? Because you don't do it manually. You've got cool shit that you use <laughs> to make this happen so that people can do it. But are there other things that people can do manually if they weren't going to use a tool like yours? Because I go no-brainer using a $9 US a month tool to get the stuff sorted, thinking about all the time it's going to take me otherwise. Yeah, so there's not a lot you've missed. The way that we came up with this tool was by doing a lot of it manually. There was literally like yeah. a lot of late nights with I have a notebook where I was just like hand calculating all these hashtags and trying to find patterns that would oh help us I went crazy for about a week but we figured it out uh, but yeah I mean you could go into Instagram and if you're wanting to find related hashtags maybe you just start to type a hashtag and maybe so let's go back to rural engineering that may be mm. too specific but maybe hashtag rural you could do that and then see what the autocomplete suggests after that. That may give you a quick idea of more related hashtags to one or another. You could go on Instagram and pick some of your ideal followers. These may, may be really active mm -hmm. followers that you currently have or followers of your competitors that you wish you had. Go to their profile. At the top, you'll see how many people they're following. You tap on that number and it can show you which hashtags they're following. So this is another way you can quickly cool. try and find some relevant It's very manual, right? It is, yeah. It's so manual. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. But uh, I don't know. Part of the way I like to talk about things is I I want people to know all of their options and like, okay, if you're going to do this on your own, here's how you can do it. And by the end of me talking for an hour about how you can do this manually, chances are you probably don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that would be actually very accurate, to be honest. Um, so, okay, so let's tell, talk to me a little bit about how Slay.so can help people do this. Like, when they're logging in, what is it, what do you what do we give you? Like, what? Because I know you've changed this since. Um, I used to love using hashtag Slay, and I'm, um, I'm I'm getting back into Instagram again next year, so I'm going to start using um, Slay.so um, to get this sorted out for me because I don't have time to do this manually. 
Um, but what what's changed? Like, what are people? What do you what what information do you ask people to give you for the, you to be able to work out what their hashtags are? Yeah, sure thing. So right now we're right in the middle of completely redoing our, our onboarding process. So it might be a bit of a mess if you logged on next week. But uh, essentially, what we're going on is we're asking you to connect your Instagram account, tell us what industry you're in. And then what's the number one topic yeah. that you talk about? This is just like the very basics to get you started. From there, we can kind of come up with a, an auto-generated caption sample for you. And you can just hit generate set and we'll get you hashtags. Now, if we want to take things a step further, at the top of the website, you'll find like ideas, captions, and hashtags. If you tap on ideas or captions, it'll be brought to your strategy profile. And basing this on our previous experience working in marketing agencies this is basically like having the client fill out a creative brief to tell us you know uh what's your brand name who's your target audience what pains do they experience mm -hmm. what benefits does your business bring to them what values does your brand have and what are your goals and most of this is like you know multiple choice so we try to keep it as simple and and quick That's as possible cool. now once we have that information though we have an artificial intelligence system that is scanning your Instagram account to understand your best performing posts and what your keywords are. It's also looking at this profile you filled out to understand, okay, what are the keywords for your target audience? Uh, you know, what's your industry, your business? And from there, that's when the hashtags can, can really get quite powerful. So before I get that, we did talk about, I touched on there being ideas and captions. So after we had that Instagram live, I actually took what you taught me about content creation and I built that into Slate.so. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so exciting. So, <laughs> thanks. It's it, as soon as you said the way that you think about content, uh, I was like, oh, we should give people that control. So you can go on there. That is cool. Yeah. So once you've built out your strategy, you can go on and say, okay, I'm wanting a community building post or maybe an educational post or an entertaining post uh, or an inspiring post or a promotional post, or maybe one that's just designed yeah. for maximum reach to be a little more general and seen by as many people as possible. Yeah. And so you just toggle whichever kind you want as well as whatever post format you want. And Oh my gosh, my day is made. I was already going to say, I don't know how I'm going to record the next podcast after this because I just want to go and play. I'm meant to be having lunch with my mom. I think I'm going to have to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to book some time in next week to have a ready. I'm so excited. And oh my gosh, I am so excited about trying this out now because yeah. that's awesome. And that's, I mean, you said that this is a counseling session for you. And that's the same reason that I do my Instagram lives is I love to learn how yeah. other people are looking at marketing and okay, this is great. How can I build on this and, and kind of help people with that? So so we I took that inspiration and now you can just say, okay, uh, Slate.so, give me an educational post in a real format for my business. And it'll give you five mm. ideas basing it on, you know, what your best performing posts are. Been, and, oh and my strategy. gosh, that's an idea generator. And that's, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And, amazing. <laughs> thank you. I, it's been a lot of fun to kind of see the feedback we've had and, and see how it works for people. But then from that idea, you could literally just then click, okay, I like this idea. I'm going to click write. And I can then have it write the caption for it based off of that idea. That caption is automatically going to be keyword optimized because I've already filled out my brand strategy and it knows my, my yeah. Instagram account. And then from there, uh, you can take that caption and just go get hashtags. And it then mm. is doing everything that we've talked about in this episode. 
and understanding what those relevant keywords are, optimize those hashtags, and, and it spits it out for you. So it we've really kind of leveraged AI to really automate as much of this as possible this year. And yet when we met before and we talked about Hashtag Slayer, this was a hashtag research platform. Uh, so it did a lot of the yeah, metrics in the so back end so that you could research the hashtags and build out your strategy. And so you can still do that if you want. If you want to go the manual route mm -hmm. and, and kind of really dive deep, you can. But we also have these AI tools to just save you a ton of time. Yeah. Well, that makes me think maybe uh, I could do a podcast yeah. Instagram and just get my, put all the brand story in there and get my VA to go through and create that stuff yeah. for it and to use my podcast yeah. sessions and notes as the startup material for that. And that would be kind of cool. That would be. I thought maybe I can do it. I think that would be awesome. And you know what? If if you do, let me know how it goes. I'm always happy to to kind of hear your feedback. Yeah, I will definitely. Like that, my pre twenty four plan is adding that in because that would be amazing. Yeah, that's exactly it. Is it's just I love hearing from people and how they're using things so that we can continue to build it. Um, so recently, someone asked me like, "Is it going to do anything other than what it's doing right now?" And I said, "You know what? Yeah." yeah. We're, we're going to change it because we've been getting some feedback from people. Right now, it's a caption writer uh, after your ideas. But what if you could write real scripts? Mm. That'd be easy enough to adjust mm. based on what we have. So, you know, just kind of looking at, at different ways we can kind of automate that whole content creation process. The goal is to just kind of free up your time so you can get back to that actual creative stuff that you love. I love it. I um, I did um, yesterday, I had to talk to my coaching group. I've now got 25 businesses in there and they're just incredible. They all happen to be women, which wasn't my intention, but it's created this amazing group. And I had to come to them and the stuff that we talked about, I have a content strategy structure for it, uh, but it's it was quite complicated. And when that asked me a question, I would kind of tack on a solution onto it. And I was just making a more complicated solution over and over again because I would refine but instead of like remodeling the original stuff I would just add something else on and I I a couple of weeks ago went hang on a minute and I completely rewrote the way I would structure it which relates very much to what we talked about actually it's part of that talking through kind of how we do that and I was very nervous about showing it to them because I thought they're going to hate me I've been getting to do this more complicated version for over a year and watching the lights go on for them and go, oh, now I get it. Because quite often I think the reason we use these tools or models, they should be something that helps it become more intuitive for us, helps it make it easier for us. And I'm really excited to hear what's happening with Slay.si. So if people want to use it, um, they just go to Slay.si, is that right? Or Get Slay, that's your Instagram account. Yeah, so on Instagram we're getslay.so. On the web, where getslay.so or slay.so or even okay. slayso.com, whichever you know, whichever one you want to go to. Oh, you put all of them. <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta cover our bases. But yeah, you can you can sign up. Uh, there's a 10 day free trial, and we don't ask for your credit card, so it's really simple to kind of give it a go. Amazing! Thank you so much for being on the show. It's always a pleasure having you on here, and always a pleasure chatting. And um, next year we'll definitely do um, some. I'm gonna I'm gonna prioritize some more lives as well. So I'd love to do that with you and get some more of that going as well to just kind of keep on talking about this because it's amazing. Oh well, thank you so much, Rachel. I always love chatting with you, so I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And have a great yeah. rest. Of the are you? What time of the day is it for you? We are hitting at two o'clock in the afternoon here. 
Uh, not too bad. That's more normally my, do I need to have a nap today? Slump period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just about. Yeah. Awesome. Have a great day. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having everyone learn from this because it's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you.